Hello, lovely humans. Let's talk about how wonderful the world is. Are you mad? It's bloody awful out there. It's just the worst. Hello, hi, and welcome. This is Just the Worst <laughs> Podcast, brought to you by Sunshine and Roses, hosted by Patty and Valentina. Oh, I thought you were calling us Sunshine and Roses. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and clearly, yeah. No, that's I don't the know kind of people we are. Hi, everyone. Hi. How's it going? Wow, you sound very sad. I What's do. Well, you just wait. How's it going? I got the craziest fucking story for you this week. Oh, my God. But. Do I know it? Hey, whatever happened to your motorcycle? Hey, it's still outside. Do you ever ride it? Uh, it's been very rainy, Patty. That's true. It has. Yeah, it won't fucking very stop. very cold. I'm about to lose my shit on the lack of non-rain days. Yeah. And I don't, like, Ian has to take the train. So he has to walk in the rain to the train, ah. then get off the train and walk to the office. And he doesn't complain about it nearly as much as I do. And oh I can God. drive literally to the front door yeah. of my office and five feet run in and yeah. park underground. So I don't actually ever have to touch the rain. And but I'm, I hate it nonetheless. Yeah. I really do. It just won't I think seem growing to stop. up here, especially growing up in Southern California, you're just like, Ugh. it rains at night and then we wake up and it's fine. <laughs> I don't know what this garbage is with well, it coming down during the day. Just all the time. Just won't stop. Just water from the sky. Everywhere. Touching me. Yeah. Blech. I have to say, one thing that's great about my horse, Carl. Tell me about there's, Carl. There's so many great things about Carl, but he... um. Is not afraid of puddles, which I know that sounds ridiculous, but people, hey, horses, horses are people. fucking afraid of puddles. Horses are giant <laughs> chicken babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they really are. And he will just walk right into a puddle That's and right. start splashing and playing. Like, because he's pretty skittish about a lot of things. And just the fact that he finds so much joy in puddles That's great. or completely disregards them is hilarious. So we went on a little ride this morning and he was just. Like marching along, and my friend's horse was like every time he came near water, he's like, "Nope, no, I can see my, <laughs> oh, my oh my god, I can see oh my the god. sky. <laughs> What's this shit?" <laughs> it was so funny. So I'd have to go around him, go ahead, sit oh. there and wait while he figured it out. Horses can be kind of dumb, you guys. Though at the same time, we were in the ring earlier, and there's this like roller that's they use to like flatten out the arena, Ugh, right, like the footing yes. in the arena. And they had moved it from where it normally sits mm. closer to the arena. That's a call for alarm. A serious alarm. Like spinning around, that leaping into the air. That's not supposed to be. Just, this roller is going to kill me. Yeah. And so another friend was like, oh, well, they could hide it behind this like solid wall. There's like part of the ring has a solid wall. That's and I'm like, then he's it. just going to think that it's hiding from him and going to run out and attack him at any moment. <laughs> It's like, I don't ah, want to do that either. The things we do for these Oh, assholes. my God. But they're so cute. Oh. And 100% worth it. I need to like a horse again. You do. Well, you have to be around a horse again. Well, yeah. I can't afford it. You can because you have friends who will let you. You tell me you have friends who will give you lessons. Mm. Who have horses. Mm. Or let you ride. I don't even know if you need lessons. But they'll set jumps for you. Do you need some stuff. Lessons. Stuff like that and stuff. Cool, cool, cool stuff and things and things and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what happened in the last week or so. It's been busy. <laughs> it's been crazy. Work and stuff and things. I do, like, it does trip me out how unbelievably fast time is going. Like, it's already the end of March of 2019. It just seems like... <laughs> Time is just marching the fuck I think on. last episode we talked about how time is just a construct it and is. it doesn't even exist. Why are you even looking at the calendar? <sighs> just know. live it, man. <laughs> I'm still high. Just sleep when you want to. Like, wake up when you, you want to. Yeah, do whatever you got to do. God, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, what's new with you? Anything? Oh, my gosh. Just so much stuff. I don't even know where to start. Nope, nothing. Yeah, I don't even, yeah, I don't have any good work stories. I don't have any good friend stories. Oh, I have one kind of funny thing that's happened a couple times in the last couple days. 
with people who should know me better than this. No, I'm interested. It's just, just a random. I That's mean, it's not about teaser. my personality That's or a good anything. Trailer. I want to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had two very good friends ask me in the last couple of days if I now live in Santa Fe or do I live there half time? I'm like, uh, how do you how do you not know that I don't live there? Like where uh, I post pictures all the time of this area. Like I showed the house and it's like, hey, we got to visit the house and yeah, yeah no. people know i people still live just fly past things they do they don't but these are people who should know better right uh, yeah it's, it's i no. mean i am going to move there when the opportunity allows <gasps> did you ever watch that movie that i told you to watch about the santa fe house uh-uh. you definitely did i did it okay guys so there's a terrible <laughs> this is terrible oh meow wolf about meow wolf yeah yeah or that meow well, wolf is yeah in. yeah Okay. So there's a moderately terrible movie on HBO called Ideal Home. And it's darling because it's Paul Rudd married to Steve Coogan, which is just the gay couple I didn't know I needed. <laughs> and uh, Steve Coogan plays this very eccentric, very famous chef. And they have decided to live in Santa Fe. And their house is fucking insane. It's gorgeous. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. I only watched Is the it movie. Adobe? Yeah, it's very like tons of, what are the hatch chilies that are dried? Oh What's god, that situation there's called? everywhere in Santa Fe. Yeah. Something. Um, bunches thing. of chilies, I think is what they're called. I don't think that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to talk to your community. <laughs> but yeah, like huge ceilings and like casitas and oh, it's just fantastic. Santa Fe's big on casitas. Yeah, and like giant leather couches or like leather chaises with mm. like studs on the, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thing. whole thing. Yeah, so I need to watch it. That's what yeah, you're it saying. Legit. It's like when my parents built their house, I was like super bummed that I really pictured it like that. And then that's not, <laughs> not what they did. They did do an antler chandelier. Mm. I mean, we are a little white trash. So they did that, which is delightful looking. We have um, like, metal animal heads on our wall like a couple of them sounds cool yeah you have to come visit because it's uh, a fucking awesome house it's... we're gonna have to do a podcast from there <gasps> oh my god see if the altitude makes us funnier yeah <laughs> i don't even know makes me about. sound funny <laughs> i'm fine <laughs> i can talk i've been exactly. they've been posting on facebook a little bit lately and the one kid got her halo off but now her vertebrae's all fucked up and the other kid has a halo on and now they're gonna uh. have to like these poor children. I didn't just realize that they so were not twins much. until rather recently. So I, they're sisters, though, right? Yeah, but I think it's very interesting that like one was born with this condition, and then they had another one and was born with it. And then their older one is not born with that not. condition. That's interesting. Yeah, Which I don't know. Suppose uh, you know a parent thing where you're just like, oh, maybe this one will be okay. A common theme with this show: parenthood is terrifying. Yeah, basically, I'm just trying to reaffirm <laughs> my barren. Nobody universe. wants to be a parent. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? It's terrible. I mean, yeah, there is an article about how it's having children great. is like the worst thing you can do to your life. Well, I mean, objectively, yeah, but it also there's good things about it. Like yeah, I do filling like your life like... with love and fulfillment mm. and selflessness and getting to see the excitement of people experiencing things for the first time and i'm pretty sure people are just excited that a tiny person is that into you but they stopped doing that yeah way later but i'm pretty sure parents just like being liked you think that's why they have yeah kids? it's like when you adopt a dog and he's like not that into you and then one day he is and you're like oh i love this dog and it's like mm, yeah if that baby weren't that into you you wouldn't be that into it <laughs> i don't think that's how it works uh, I know that my little niece would, on a regular basis, throw tantrums and say things like, I don't want you! Very loudly. How old was that? She was like two. She was little. Interesting. And she was was good at tantrums. I might have to adjust This was a small child who would just bash her head into the floor for hours and scream at me. She's the the one who passed away, but she... um, she was a tantrum thrower, but that was my favorite Ooh. line that she ever said was, I don't want you. Like that's if you tried to calm her right down. Right to the heart. <laughs> like, okay. Well, and that's another thing I find fascinating is when like kids are like, eh, 
or they call the nanny mom or they say, I only want dad to talk to me. Yeah. And like people get very distraught about these things. And I'm like, it's a fucking child. They yeah. don't know what the fuck they want. Yeah. They don't know what it means. Really? I think. You're might... really going to lose your mind that the, he called the nanny mom. Hey, listen, be a better mom. How about that? <laughs> just say that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just like, your child will never remember this. Your child will never love you as much as he loves his dad. <laughs> Stop going to work. Maybe, I don't know, just stay home and watch him do boring shit Instead all day. Instead of the nanny. Exactly. Who, by the way, your husband also calls mother. I'm just kidding. Whoa. 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 Way too far. There was a line and Patty was like, <laughs> right past it. I don't think also he would call his sex partner mother. Um. Well, it's creepy. Sometimes it is He's creepy. Not Buster Blue. I, I, <laughs> he might be, or, or Mike Pence, <laughs> who we all know she's just his beard. She's Two, not actually. His I wife. mean, pinnacles of just sexual veracity. Uh, I was just reaching. Okay, I was trying to. Make you know it what? Work. I'm just trying to name names. I'm trying to. Learn. I just had this one particular person in mind. Do you know who you are? No, I hope you don't. Yeah. But now you can all wonder. It's you. See? How it's, it's you. It's you. You're right. If you're wondering you if it's you. You probably think the song is about you. Don't you're you? You're so vain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, boy. Do you have anything special to talk about today? I do. Okay. Rambling? So, I have a topic. What? I swear. Whoa. And this, so I listened to this book called, like, so I literally finished it today. And, and I can't remember what name. it's called, but it's something like for the chill. It was, it's an FBI investigator who wrote this, he, his, um, his specialty, I guess you would call it is, um, crimes against children. So he okay. wrote this book. SVU. Right. But that is also other people. That's right. Not just children. His was That's crimes against children. Assault. So like kidnapping, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. molestation, that kind of stuff. Like, and he's FBI. So it's federal crimes, not. Whoa. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So um, as part of this, it he t started talking about this case that I remember when it happened mm -hmm. because I was like 26, 27. It was a case in California. When um, was it? What year? But it started way before that. This the uh, the case the main case that we're going to talk about was started in 91, 90, 97, 97 mm. something like that. But it started way before back before that um, with a kid named Stephen Stainer. You ever heard of him? No. Okay. So Stephen Stainer lived in Merced. He was one of five kids. Nice. And when he was seven years old, he was kidnapped. No. Uh, and this was in 1972. Ooh. And he was kept captive as a sex slave <gasps> for a pedophile whose name is Kenneth Parnell. This was uh. a convicted child molester who, like, he convinced some, like, kind of, um, Somebody who's mentally impaired to help him kidnap this kid. Oh, he took cool. the kid, raped him right off the bat, held him for seven years. <gasps> convinced him that his family had given him to him, that they didn't want him anymore. Oh, no. He changed his name. He's, he said, he, you're now my son. He changed his name to Dennis. No. Um, and that he had, so he was told he had to stay there and that he passed him off as his own son. Like he abused him like every day yeah. and sent him to school mm. as Dennis Parnell and um, they moved around, whatever. But he, you know, he was there with him for seven years. Oh and the only reason he like got out. Yet. So when he was 14, um, Kenneth sort of lost interest in him. He was too old. Yeah, obviously. So Kenneth went out and kidnapped a five-year-old boy. And he oh, was going to yeah. do the same thing to him, right? And so while Stephen, he didn't have the wherewithal to save himself because he was convinced his family didn't want him. He'd been told that for so long. He wasn't sure about his family at all anymore. It had been seven years. He was seven oh, yeah. years old the last time he saw him. Um, but he could look at that little boy and say, he shouldn't have to go through what I went through. So he took this kid and ran away. <gasps> yeah. Fucking hero. Right? Like, yeah, amazing this kid did this. They hitchhiked 40 miles out of wherever fucking... Again, hitchhiking. Whoa. Yeah, but they thing? didn't have a choice. He was only 14. I know, but that's crazy. 14 and five, these kids running for their lives. Yeah. From this fucking sick psychopath. Yeah. They get to a police station and they he comes in and he says, I you know, tells them what happened. And the only thing he could remember about himself was that his name was Steven. Oh. 
And so there's a whole, there's a book written, there was a made for TV movie, there's like, all kinds of, and it was called, Steven. I know my name is Steven. Yep. You remember this? Nope. Oh, but that was okay. just my guess. Okay. So, uh, um, my first rodeo. They probably. returned Steven home, and of course, he had a lot of problems reacclimating. His family uh, was very Mormon. Yeah. They oh, were God. very church going, and he had spent the last seven years acting like an adult, drinking, watching porn, like just kind of doing his own thing, uh, yeah. right? Smoking, whatever. Um, and kind of running, aside from the sex slave part, sort of running his own world. Like he didn't have to really go to school. Like he could kind of make his own rules. Yeah. Um, so he got home. It was hard to return to. He never went to counseling. What? Um, yeah, I know. But this was in the 70s, yeah, early no, 80s. I think that people yet. were just starting to get into that sort of thing. Yeah. And he didn't want to talk about it. He's like, listen, it was horrifying. I don't ever want to talk about it. I'm I don't want to tell anyone it about it. put in a box it. in the back of my head. Yeah, ex exactly. I'll be fine. Um, but everyone around him talked about it all the time. So the media talked about it. Uh, the right. courts talked about it. When they sentenced Kenneth Parnell to a big, fat eight fucking no. years. For kidnapping a child for two seven children, years. for he, and he kidnapped two children and was already a convicted child molester. They convicted him. They sentenced him to eight years. He served five. <laughs> America. And what then, are you doing? surprisingly, he got arrested again. Because he, he was, wasn't cured? No, he was actually trying to buy a child. Cool. Like yeah. you do. So they put him back in prison and he died there in 2008. Good. Steven, on the other hand, um, you know, he did, he went through a lot. He he had a hard time reacclimating, but he did manage to survive. He got married. He got a job. It was, he kind of worked like mostly menial jobs like Pizza Hut and things like, like you just kind of getting by Important jobs. Important jobs. Yeah. They're just, but, but they're getting by jobs. They're not, they're, he wasn't just looking saying. for a career. He was just trying to get by. Um, he had two kids and he became a crusader in preventing child abduction. And at this point he's 24. Like when he was 20 years old, he got married to a 17 year old. Like you do. Like you do. When you've gone through a lot of trauma, he's you probably. You don't know your yeah. ads from your you elbow. Exactly. And they had a lot of marital problems as a result, but they were like working it out. They were, you know, trying to make a normal life for themselves. Um, and then when he was 24, he was really into motorcycles. He oh, got on his motorcycle on his way like home from work, got into an accident and was killed. So super shitty story. Bad start to the Stainer story. Yeah, um, cool. Thanks for telling us. Only the beginning. I was going to talk about happy stuff today. <laughs> it gets a million times worse. Uh -huh. Because Stephen had four siblings, three sisters, one brother, and his brother's name was Carrie. Carrie. Carrie's on this legacy no. of Stainer bad luck or Stainer curse or something. Okay. Um, so he had been jealous of Stephen ever since the kid got abducted. Like, he didn't understand why all anybody talked about was Stephen because Stephen was missing. Okay. And his parents were just checked out completely. All they focused on was Stephen. That's all they talked about. That's all they cared about. So he felt neglected and um, abandoned sure. and just kind of, right, like kind of went yeah, into himself. Around. And so then when Stephen returned, it got even worse mm -hmm. because then he really got all the attention um, and Carrie got resentful and angry. He actually told the writer who was writing the made-for-TV movie or whatever, he said about his brother, his head was all bloated out. We never really got along well after he came back. All of a sudden, Steve was getting all these gifts, getting all this clothing, getting all this attention. I guess I was jealous. I'm sure I was. I got put on the back burner, you might say. So he just, yeah, no, yeah. like, wow, my poor brother who's 14 and has been living like a sex slave for the last seven years. That's true. And he was 18 at the time. Yeah. Um, so he could have been a bit of a bigger person. Oh, wait, person. the ding-dong was 18 at the time? Yeah, Carrie was 18. Okay. His yeah. brother was 14. Carrie, get it together. Get your shit together. So by the time Stephen died, Carrie was a bit of a recluse. He was spending a lot of time alone in the Central California mountains. Um, he claimed to have seen Bigfoot. Like, he was a little wackadoo. Cool. Uh, he was living with his uncle, and then, until one day, his uncle was found murdered. He'd been shot in the chest in their trailer i think it was a trailer park cool. trailer home that they lived in but carrie wasn't considered a suspect so he just kind of moved what? i know i don't think they, i guess he was at work or something or hmm. he said he was at work i don't know but i showed you a picture of carrie stainer good looking guy right and we we've talked about like how sometimes looks I people mean, yeah he's no joke give you the benefit Stalin, of the doubt but yeah he's pretty good looking he was pretty good looking yeah um and it's terrible because he's a terrible 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 fucking human being uh, in 1991, he attempted suicide. He was clearly, you know, just distraught, had a lot 
of issues. Um, Then 10 years after Stephen's death, Carrie was working as a handyman at a lodge in Yosemite National Park. Oh, mm-hmm. I've been there. I can't believe you don't remember the story. I'm, uh, it's not coming to me. I vividly remember when this happened, which is like the craziest thing when you're like listening to a serial right. killer um, doing his thing. And we've got the Night Stalker. We've got like a few good ones in our lifetime. It's so weird. It's not yeah. happening now. So he was working at this lodge. I think it was like the Cedar something lodge. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. Uh, he came across Carol's son, her 15-year-old daughter, Julie, and Julie's 16-year-old friend, Silvina Peloso, who was a, um, an exchange student from Argentina. Oh. And they were there at the park, and it's like a last trip before oh, no. uh, Silvina oh. went back to Argentina. So they were going to go spend a few days there, then they're going to meet Carol's husband in Arizona, and then put Silvina on a plane back to Argentina. Uh, that never happened. No. So Carrie saw them, and he showed up at their door one night as they were watching a movie. I think they were watching Jerry Maguire. Oh, huh, well. Yeah. And he said he needed – he was a handyman at this lodge, right? He said he needed nice. to come in and check for a leak, and Carol didn't want to let him in. She didn't – three times he tried to get in, and she wouldn't let him in. Carol. And then he, Carol knew. Carol, Carol knew something was fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, he finally told her he was going to go back to the office, get the manager, and have them that move to another I room. I it. So that he could check for the leak, so she opened the door. And I definitely would have opened the door. I am. I don't think people are going to be dicks. I have a no. Whore. I'm a monster inside, and yet I still <laughs> think everybody else is. That's why nothing bad's ever going to happen to you. Because you're dick not. inside. That's all you got to do. But why do I trust other people? I don't know. Maybe you feel like you would recognize the darkness in their soul if you saw maybe. it or something. I like that. Haven't you ever met people that you just don't trust and you don't want them around like i totally yeah, get I vibes them. off people <laughs> i totally no. get bad vibes off people sometimes yeah. just bad like mm, i have got to get away from the situation underestimate humans to oh. where i meet people and i'm like eh, the person's too dumb to do that well maybe this story will change your mind mm-hmm. because carrie mr i've seen bigfoot went into the bathroom to go look for the leak and when he came back out he was holding a gun Oh. And he told them at first, like, hey, I'm not going to hurt you guys. I just need money, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so he tied all three of them up, oh. uh, I think with duct tape. I- I'm not sure about that. Um, then he took the mom because he had no interest in the mom, um, dragged her into the bathroom and strangled her to death. Oh. And then he was planning to sexually assault the other, the two girls, the 15 and 16-year-olds. Uh-huh. And he forced them to undress. And at that point, he found out that Selvina was on her period. And that wasn't cool for him. Like Fuck he didn't him patriarchy. Seriously. Fuck you. Yeah. So um, he was his. I think part of his plan was he was going to have them have sex with each other. Like he was trying to get Whoa. them to do stuff with each other. A little wild thing. And they wouldn't do it. They. This guy's a fucking monster. So he took Sylvina into the bathroom because she was on a period, and he was like, eh, "I'm not going to have the bathroom. I don't understand what's happening." So he took her in the bathroom and strangled her. Oh my! So now God. there's two <laughs> bodies in the bathroom. Uh, he went back out to Julie, sexually assaulted her um, for quite a period of time. Then he heard noises coming from the bathroom, so he went back in, and he no. found that Selvina was still alive. Oh, no. Um, and he was really annoyed with the sound she well, was making. So he just covered her mouth and nose with duct tape and walked back <gasps> out. <laughs> oh, no. And then continued to assault Julie. Um so there's like a little bit of a side story on that. So he had been planning that day to assault his girlfriend's two kids. Oh. He was going to kill his girlfriend, assault her two daughters, and then I don't know what he was going to do with them. But he was thwarted by by uh, uh, like a maintenance worker that worked on the land that they lived on. Mm-hmm. So he got freaked out and he didn't do it. But this guy was a total fucking pedophile. Like he had been fantasizing about raping and kill- kidnapping women since he was eight years old. So this is before his brother even got taken. Like he was fucking mental way before his brother got taken. Can you be a pedophile if you're a child? Well, he was, he was, he, I guess you can if you're sexual. I mean, I don't know. Like he was, they, he said his first, his, one of his first memories of that kind of thinking was he had, um, he had this fantasy of kidnapping the eight year old girl who lived like next door and keeping her in the basement. Like, that's a weird fucking thing for an eight-year-old to be right. thinking. I think he was molested by his uncle. I don't know if it was the one he was See? living with, but I'm, it could all come together why he might have shot him in the chest if that was him. Well, they, like, that's never been proven. But, um, it's like the Edmund Kemper story where he wants to kidnap 
kiss his teacher. And the sister says, why don't you just kiss her? And he goes, because she'd have to be dead first. <laughs> you're like, ah, I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, But he had been looking for targets at the hotel, uh, he said, for at least a year. Um, because clearly he got caught. Yeah. Uh, so he ended up throwing the bodies of Carol and Sylvina in the trunk of the car. Um, and then he staged the room to look like they had showered and gone, like they had just checked yeah. out. Uh, he wrapped Julie in a blanket. He took her to a room next door because he had a master key because he was a handyman. And there. she's dead. No, she's not dead. No. He forced her to shave her pubic hair because I mean, he wants prepubescent. Uh, he doesn't want a 15-year-old. Yes. And then wrapped her, kept her naked, wrapped her in a blanket, and put her in the car in the front seat with the two dead bodies in the back and took yeah. off. Um, he really loved Julie. He decided that he'd fallen in love with her in this past several hours of sexually uh, assaulting yeah. her. Um, and he really wanted to keep her. But he didn't know what to do with her. Because oh, it's hard to just keep a kidnapping. So he just drove around and he finally pulled off um, somewhere near Don Pedro Lake, I think is what it was called, uh, at a trailhead. He carried her down the trail. He raped her again. He told her he wished he could keep her and that he loved her. And then he slit her throat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, then he rolled her down the hill, posted her in a sexually explicit way, threw the knife, went back to the car, cut the clothes off Not... and duct tape off the bodies in the trunk because he... This guy was really good at covering his tracks. Like, yeah. nobody had any idea what fucking happened. Um, and then he took the car and drove off, um, leaving Julie where he'd, he'd, you know, thrown her. Right. Um, so he took, the, he took the, the car with the bodies in it to a different location, also wooded, like end of a dirt road type of situation, lit it on fire. Oh. Um, and watched it burn. And then he later went... Um, and sent a note to the police that said we had fun with this one and he made him and then underneath it was a map he drew mm -hmm. a map to where julie's body was so they found all three of them oh, that way man. um but he was like i said really good at covering his tracks so the fbi and police didn't consider him a suspect they interviewed him at the lodge they asked him what he'd seen totally pacifying colors nobody thought another thing about it uh and then they actually ended up arresting other people for the crime Oh. Um, five months later, a girl named Joey Armstrong, who was like a naturalist living out in the woods out by Yosemite, sure. um, was hanging around at her cabin. She was just heading out the door. She was 26, but she looked really young. Mm -hmm. And Carrie had seen her. She was living in a pretty isolated area. He drew, drove up there, uh, pulled up to her cabin, and tried to strike up a conversation with her, like started talking to her. She was trying to head to the, her car, I hey. guess. Hey. How cool is she? Blew him off, yeah. <laughs> and um, he pulled out a gun, forced her back into the cabin, bound her with duct tape, and forced her into his car. God damn it! Yeah. So he drove away, and she was like fighting. So he was like, "This is not going well. I am not happy about this." <laughs> she is not because he wanted submission. Like his big thing was, I want them to like be little kids, be little and want me. Like he wanted to connect with them, and so like. I think that's a thing with pedophiles. Like they were saying that they like have to imagine that they are doing something for the kids that the kids want. Right. Like they have to imagine that there's a relationship she was there. Starting with me. Yeah, exactly. Um, somehow this girl who was fucking duct taped up managed to launch herself out the window of the car nice. while the car was driving down the nice. road, got up and started running. Cause her friends were not that far. Like she had friends who lived right. out there too. So she was running. He caught up to her. Um, he happened to have a knife. No. And so he started just hacking at her neck. Fuck. Ended up decapitating her. <gasps> um, at that point, he dragged her body down to a stream that was nearby, bailed on the body, posed it in a weird sexually explicit way, washed her head oh. and face and hair Jesus in the stream, Christ. and just kind of, I guess, meditated on it for a while. I don't know what he did with it, but then he ended up chucking it. Oh, my God. Um, she was identified as missing pretty quickly and they started looking for her. Um, they found her body by the creek, but they couldn't be sure it was her because there was no head attached to her so body. So where did he put the head? He threw it cool. into the water. Oh um, so they did find it. It was at the bottom of a pool in the stream several yards away. Um, 
And because this whole thing had sort of gone fucking sideways on what he was planning, he was still fairly new in his serial killing ways. Yeah. This was only his second attack. Um, he didn't get to properly follow, uh, like cover his tracks, and somebody had seen his car mm. at her house. So they eventually like tracked him down. He was living at a nudist colony. Like He had taken off. He went oh. to some nudist colony oh. somewhere and was mm. living there. They arrested him there. They brought him to the police station. Um, they still had no connection, even though both of them had like died of these crazy neck wounds, all of that. They had no connection to the murders in Yosemite. Nobody connected into They already had people in jail for that, whatever. Uh, and then this FBI investigator, Jeffrey Reinick, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he was like renowned in the FBI for being able to get people to confess. Nice. Like he was really, and he's listening to his book, like he feels so much empathy for the killers like he nice. feels so much empathy. Yeah. like he he's like they were victim like he's somehow able to connect to them yeah, in a way that they need right and it's a real place right he's like they teach you all this stuff in the fbi and it's so um it's so new it's so fake like they fake like formulate and say blah blah, yeah. blah blah yeah and he's like and i just never followed any of that shit like he's like i always saw them as people and i thought and you know if i can get them to confess it's like their way to redemption like their uh -huh. way back from the shit they've done um so people like all these these just whore, and he did crimes against children like this his stories are fucking what gnarly what? it's called uh, what's his name jeffrey reinick r-i-n-e-k um and so he started talking to he was he was pulled in to interview stainer um and that's when stainer described how he had been planning to rape and kill his girlfriend and her 11 and her 8 and 11 year old daughters um but he settled on the sons in Sylvina because he got chicken about killing the eight and 11 year old who he also had planned to have them do things to each other. Like he is a fucking oh. pedophile to the nth degree. Right. Yeah. Um, so they ended up like getting this trusting relationship. It was this really long interview. I think it was like just hours and hours and hours. And so more stuff began to came, come out. And he talked to him about the urges he'd had since he was a little boy that he'd imagine kidnapping, holding the eight year old neighbor. Um, that he had impotence problems, that he was attracted oh, to young girls, yeah. that he was a pedophile, that he just, his whole life he'd been fighting this fucking thing, right? Um, and then finally, at one point, he intimated that he could help solve other crimes. Like, he was being kind of oh, cagey Christ. about it, right? Like, yeah. at one point, he'd be crying and devastated that he'd done this, and he was so sorry for his family, and they'd already lost a son, and they'd already had all this stuff happen, oh. and he couldn't believe he was doing this to them. And so, like, he went back and forth from being this crazy pedophile predator to like this oh my god who am like so just this horrible blah, blah, blah. horrible yeah feeling terrible um so he he says that yeah i can help you i can help answer some other questions <sighs> uh on one condition there's something i want from you oh no yeah and he's like well what do you want and he said well you work on all kinds of cases oh, no. and i want you to get me some child porn no from some of those cases so I can look at it and he's like and I don't just want stills I want video no swear to fucking god this guy was so fucking obsessed that that was like his last possible bargaining chip to just be able to act out on that Bro. fucking obsession I, I, can what you imagine with you? the desperation you have like like your brain is not good. It's not you. You have a bad brain. Like, it's, are you trying? You're are you really trying to be the most evil version of a human, or are you just fucked? Up? He's just. I think he's just literally right? fucked Doesn't up because at, at some points he's terribly are... sad. Though he said that with Carol and Sylvina, like he he's like Carol was nothing. I didn't killing her, or whatever. That was no big deal. Yeah. And Sylvina was like killing a gnat, like not that big of a deal. Julie, though, he really loved yeah. Julie, so he was really sad about that, and he felt a ton of remorse around that. Um, oh my god! Yeah, but they he the the FBI guy was like he showed a ton of remorse for killing Julie, but it wasn't because he killed Julie; it's because he lost something. Yeah, so he it wasn't it wasn't about Julie, Julie at yeah. all. It was about him having lost something. Um, so fucking creepazoid. They they're like, all right, we'll go talk to the district attorney and see if we can make that happen yeah, for totally. you. Like. Mm. 
but let's keep talking in the meantime, right? So they run that up to just to see if that's Obviously. like, just like, okay, we'll ask the question because he asked, but no, that's never going to fucking happen. No. And he just keeps talking to him and, and Stainer just gets more and more comfortable and then just lays out the whole story about what he did. Shit. He ends up like, he ends up taking them to all the places where he dumped evidence, showing them all the evidence. They went to like Joey's house and he walked no. him through like where he, he duct taped, like all of these different things and, and just laid out the story 100%. And meanwhile, this guy, Rennick, is getting all kinds of shit from the FBI because they already have people in jail and they don't want to be wrong. So, mm -hmm. like, all this politicking is happening on the back end of it. And uh, he ends up, like, getting the guy to write. He writes, he has him write apology letters to the victims. Oh. And he's like, it's a great way to have, like, okay, they might renege on their confession. But if they've written it down, they've given you the evidence and they've confessed, like, you have them on everything, yeah. right? So he's not, like, a bleeding heart. He totally wants to fucking put these guys away. He just has compassion, which is crazy. Right. So he gets Stainer to do all of this stuff. Um, and then he promises him that before they put it on the news, he'll go and tell his family. He's like, oh, go and tell the guy. Stainer's family. family. Yeah. Okay. Like, I will go tell them what's happening. I don't want them to hear about it on the news. They've mm -hmm. been through enough. And Stainer was like, okay, I know that there's a reward out for whoever killed so-and-so. Do you think my family can have, like, he's a fucking nutty, right? right. But they're like, no, they're, no, they're not going to give the reward, the reward to you your family. Did, did <laughs> but so he did actually do that he went to Stainer's family he told them what was happening he's like i'll be here for as long as you need me whatever i can do to support you blah 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 um so he was with them and then you know then it got out on the news whatever anyway um Stainer was actually tried in san jose they oh. moved the the trial there because fair trial blah 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 sure all that um and he was convicted in 2002 mm. and he was sentenced to death Nice. And he is currently living. So that was 2002. It's 2019. He's living San at San Quentin. Quentin. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, where he will likely die of old age <laughs> because. Uh, well, now we've decided we're not going to. Right. Because our governor has decided that we're not going to do that anymore, which whatever. That's fine. Like, um, I'm not sure that that's. I, I mean, so here's the thing, though, with people like him, with people like the people who took his brother. Who were the same, they were the same person, right. right? Like, he was a fucking pedophile monster, and the guy who took, I mean, right. the guy That's who took his brother be okay. wasn't even as bad, because he wasn't fucking murdering people. But, but they're, they're never going to be normal, yeah. right? Like, you might as well kill them, really, because they're never going to fucking be the normal. The biggest problem I have with uh, the death penalty is how much money it costs us as far as, like, appeals uh, and yeah. shit. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. Let's I feel just like take them out back and put a bullet in their head. I'm you get, fine with that. You get convicted of child molestation once. I mean, that's enough for me. But okay, if you must, let them out. They do it again, kill them. That's it. They're never going to get better. They know they're not going to get better. It's not. Um, it's not a crime. It's a proclivity. It's an obsession. Yeah. Like if you're willing to sit in a fucking room with a cop and be like, "Listen, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear, as long as just you get me videos me a of tiny children." Child. Yeah. Like, there is clearly something wrong with your brain that is never going to be okay. And I mean, I remember there was an SVU episode once of a kid that hadn't molested anybody yet, but, like, knew he was into that. And mm -hmm. he was like, how do I communicate yeah. this? What do I do with this? And get help without just being... You can't. Fucking... Yeah. There's nowhere you can go and talk about it. There's not... I mean... what if it is, like, a thing? What if it's like a fucking thing that just some people are born with? Well, they, they, they're like, I like. It's a sexual orientation. I mean, that's what right. some people think it, it is. Um, but you can't act out on something that is not yeah. consensual both ways, right? right? And kids can't consent. So it's. And like, is there ever just a fucking really normal dude that was raised normal, never been touched, perfectly loving parents? It's like, no, I need a seven year old. Yeah, Wait, I don't does know. That happen? I don't know. There's the um the so the reason I found this story, well, I mean I I remember this story, but the reason I came what upon else? it now, fucking crazy cuz two brothers, the two brothers in one family having that shit happen. Completely opposite direction. Yeah. One of them total hero, the other one, one of, total fucking nightmare. Yeah. Um they uh so it was this podcast I was listening to that's like FBI closed files or something like that. And yeah. so it's this 
retired FBI agent that brings on other FBI agents to talk about cases they worked. Nice. And she's like, she sounds like a 1970s, like inner city urban radio show host. Like she's, what is she's this? got a what vibe is this? that is just really, life. really funny. And she's an author. So she's always hawking her books. Oh my but God, if you can get around that. that, the stories are pretty great. Um, <laughs> F- FBI retired case file review is what it's called. FBI. Um, but it's, yeah. So they were, so one of the other stories that she was talking to this guy who had infiltrated Nambla. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, um, and that's like where they supposedly these men go to, but that's all boys. I don't think they deal with girls because it's North American yeah, man boy man love boy. association. It's like great. Um, but they like, he, so he was in all their meetings and he's like, yeah, they do all this stuff to like try to protect themselves and to make, to vet everybody. And he's like, I went to like one meeting and they were asking me to chair a committee. Like <laughs> it was like easy as could be Not for this guy to clever. get in. Not so he ended up like, he ended up taking them, convincing like getting them all on board to go on this trip to like thailand or somewhere to get children cool, and cool, cool. and he had to do all this stuff to make sure that they knew that they said why they were going that like he had to get all of these things in order in order to bust them no and they were so like wide open about why they were going and what they were going to do there and blah 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 and, no. and they just busted all of them but yeah they yeah, can't like what do you do if you're just i don't know you kill yourself. I mean, do you? Or I, I don't know. I don't know what else would you do other than assault people, and yeah, because hurt it's children. obviously proven to do nothing but harm. Right. There's no good outcomes for this. Even the people, like, <laughs> no kid is like, you know what? I learned a lot. Well, one <laughs> of the other stories this guy's told in his book was about these two families that had started some fucking crazy weird religion one of the dads was the god and all of the kids were having sex with the parents and then they were transporting them across state lines like one dad was preparing his daughters to go be presented to the other guy who was the god like so they they all the kids grew up being beaten the shit out of and raped constantly like from the time they were five to seven years old that's when it started i can't and and they grew up like and so some of them were like no my parents never did anything wrong i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about it and then it's like some of the kids are like fuck this we're we want to have normal lives we're getting out right like they had kids of their own and they're like what the fuck like it's so interesting like these they never they're never okay no matter how normal or whatever you try to make it seem to them it's, right. No. It's it's no just fucking destroys them as human beings. Yeah. Like it's it's horrible. Horrible, horrible. Carrie Stainer, you're a horrible person. I know Fuck you listen to this y'all. podcast. That'd be insane. Up insane. Oh, yeah. Fuck all of y'all. I mean, seriously. I don't know what happened to him it's in not Brooklyn, okay. but I hope it's bad. Yeah. You're just He's... making more monsters. Like I don't know if you're trying to just like He just killed everybody though, so he didn't, but but are you just trying to like vomit the garbage on the next person so that it's their problem? I don't know. I think like it's so it's like with uh our favorite, what's his name again? Edmund Kemper. Edward Edmund Kemper. That they're just so driven by this obsession and like have you ever been that obsessed by something that you had to make it happen and didn't fucking matter and yet it had to happen? I mean, like, I really like watching pimple popping videos. It's like an mm. urge. But it, I don't think it hurts anybody. It might be a little different, but like uh, if you've ever probably uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't like to take a lot of stances on things, but I'm <laughs> going to say that wanting to molest children is way worse. Or kill people. Like Edmund Kemper just wanted to kill people, right? Like he wanted to fucking Yeah, but like he yeah. He was yeah, like just driven to do that, yeah. right? And same, but there was a sex part too. Oh yeah, and same with Ted Bundy, right? Like at the end of it, Ooh. he was fucking insane. Like I'm just gonna kill everybody I can get near. Like he well, lost his thing. fucking mind, right? And I don't remember if I said this about him the first time, but it's like everything's fun and games until he fucks a corpse. Like, come on, 
Mm. Like he can be cute and murdery and like cute and go on dates and mur- strangle. And like, I'm not saying any of this is fine, but I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe in your dumb girl head, you're like, mm, but like somebody me, still wanted to marry him. Right. right. Somebody still married no, him. He went back and fucked a dead body repeatedly and kept the that head. was rotting away and kept the head. No. 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 Also, also killed a 12-year-old, which is really what ended him. But um, Yeah, but like... But like at the end, when he kind of just lost his shit and yeah. just started fucking killing willy-nilly, breaking out of jail and all that but shit. why was he like that? Right. It's like, it's this Didn't obsession. I don't think at that point, and I don't have a murderous bone in my body. I really don't. Like, I'm not... Mm. No. <laughs> Nobody's... <laughs> I mean, I've just never felt that much anger towards them. Like, I just can't even imagine. I can't imagine yeah. killing a fucking animal. I can't imagine killing a person. Oh, like, I just but I could kill a hundred people before I could kill oh, an yeah, animal. See, I just, I just don't. I, I don't before any. I don't have that kind of thing. Right. I got what you're saying. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> having had a drug problem in the past and knowing what it feels like when you're on that edge of desperation, like I have to change. I have to change the way I feel right now. I have to. There's right. no. I will do whatever the fuck it takes to make that happen. Um, that's the closest I can compare to, and it's probably one one millionth of what right. these people. I don't. There's no reasoning your way out of it. There's no thinking your way out of it. There's yeah. no. There is no way out. Like they're gonna fucking do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you do with people like that. Yeah. I don't. Know I mean, I, yeah. Like I do feel bad for being like, uh, of course, like on Slack, which is not. In the ballpark of murder. Like, I feel bad for being sassy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, what are you talking sure. about saying, of course, on Slack? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, that's my idea of, like, um, bitch, please. I definitely did that. Don't even front. I don't know. I why. think you're appropriating I'm right now in a like major that. way. I know. But exactly. <laughs> like, I feel guilty about that, as confrontational as I seem. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad about that. And then... I can't, yeah, I can't imagine actually, like, hurting that person. Right. I don't even like people. No, but it's just, like, I mean, my preferred mode is to just stay away from them. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to be in charge of ending you. No. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I don't like blood. I'm not, I'm not very strong. I don't, mm -mm, none of it. I just have never had that kind of, the only, the only obsessive, like, drive i've ever had is related to when i was yeah when i was in high school young and that was enough i mean that would end you up in crazy fucking situations yeah anyway like crazy fucking situations where you're just like i do i do not belong here this is bad but i don't care because i gotta get this fucking i will face guns and weird back alleys and all all kinds of shit yeah, I got a thing to do, people. Yeah, I'm busy. I got an appointment. Yeah. Um, so I can't even imagine. Like, and I don't know the 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 fact that this. I think being presented this story and all these other stories by this guy, who somehow managed to connect with these people in a way that made yeah. them want to confess. The people with the two parents and the swapping the kids. They didn't. He was like, they're fucking pieces of shit. Yeah. But somehow, Carrie Stainer, I think he was able to connect with him in a very strange way. And um, maybe hearing hearing it from that, like, just yeah. leads to more empathy anyway. Like, this guy's just fucked. He didn't have a choice. Yeah. He either, he tried to kill himself in 91 and clearly didn't, you know, didn't yeah. work. And maybe he knew then, like, this is going to end fucking badly. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's very interesting. Yeah. If you can, like, be a a human that's like why am i into really fucked up shit yeah what for am I 30 years do? i've been thinking about this for 30 fucking right years. like what if your fucking porn jam turns out to be something fucking terrible it's not just like massage rooms or lesbians or whatever it's like oh, i like eight-year-olds what do you fucking do like i'm not i i'm not say- <laughs> like i'm not i'm not saying that's okay you kill obviously. yourself that's what i'm saying is if that's, I mean, if that's, either you find a way to decrease your sexuality in such a way that you don't think about it. Right. Like neuter yourself. Right. Or you kill yourself. 
or you go monasticize yourself somewhere in right? some fucking Tibet on a hillside where nobody else is near. Like, but like, I don't know what else you could do. Also, that's like, like a fucking shitty reality to get, though. Right? For like, real. Like, you have to wonder what like kind of you karma just you've got been here, accumulating. You're on this planet. You're like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a human. I just appeared. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Turns out I really want to ruin lives. Yeah. Guess I should just opt I just, out. I just really want to chop people's heads off. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> but like. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, honestly. Do like, we help them? Are we supposed to help them? Are they supposed to weed themselves Well, out? so this gets to the whole like minority report thing. Like, do you try to find those people before they've actually done anything? Do you convince, do you convict them based on their thoughts? Because that's not what we do. But on the other hand, if you know this is how they think right. and the likelihood of them hurting somebody is 99%. Yeah. What do you do? Do you just wait until it ha Like, it's fucked, dude. The day we can really start telling this shit before people do anything, which I'm sure somehow we'll be able to do with DNA right. or some crazy fucking brainwave testing or some shit. We're going to be fucked. This but is, like, I'm glad I'm going to be just dead and gone by the time so all of these dead. things come along. So dead. Because it is a really but they're gonna philosophically fuck shit a hard up question. Too. But they're going to fuck shit up Oh, with that. that. They're going to be like, oh, you thought about this thing. And it's like, oh, it's because I read an article about yeah, this Yeah, I didn't guy. mean it. Yeah. I don't want to have sex with an eight-year-old. But, like, I read this article about this guy that wants to have sex with an eight-year-old. So, like, it went in my head. And what am I supposed to Are you? What? No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Terrifying. I yeah. I mean, I think, I, I don't know because I don't think you can turn that off. I've never heard anybody saying they've successfully like cured, a, cured a pedophile or you know like that doesn't happen they just keep fucking perpetrating but then is or maybe there's a bunch that don't ever do anything and you just never know because they're just fucking holding but it that's back that's a thing is it just like a weird like brain malfunction or is it like that you were abused or is it i don't know have you ever heard a story about a criminal pedophile who was not also abused I've never no. heard one. Never. I mean, really. That's what I'm, yeah. And I'm not, I mean. and like to clarify for everyone's sake, just because you're abused you're does not mean you're going to be a pedophile. No, for sure It just not. means that most pedophiles were abused. Yeah, it no, works it's the, the other way around. Yeah, it's not it's causal. Not it's, everybody who was abused becomes a pedophile, but it seems like every pedophile was abused. Right. That's, I, that I've heard of. I'm not saying that is the case. Again, we are only partially factual. Here on this podcast, yeah, but I've just never heard of one, so yeah. I don't, I don't know, and I don't, I've never heard of a case where somebody was cured either, yeah, of that thinking. So I, I just don't know what you can do other than lock them up, throw away the key, kill yourself, whatever. Yeah, somehow manage to get know. those thinking lobotomized. I don't know. I'm sure though, maybe there's a drug they'll come up with. I don't. I just, it's fucking. And then terrible. how do you break the cycle? I mean, I, I guess know. you do, if you do, like, get rid of that person. It does that. Well, it prevents more victims. But so then is it literally just, like, a, like, not hereditary, but is it just, like, an inherited, and you know what I mean by inherited? I'm just saying, like, an echo of behavior. Right. Like, one guy initiated it, and everything is just an echo after that. Like... If you stop, who the was echo, the first does, one? Right. And can we go back in time? Is that a time thing? doesn't really exist and get rid of that person? Is that a thing? Or does some guy just fucking wake up one day and be like, mm, six year olds? Like, what if, like, a guy being like, mm, I want to have sex with a horse? You know what I mean? Like, what if these, like, fucked up thoughts just, like, jump into you? What if they're not? I don't know. I don't know. Myself. The whole horse thing is a whole other ball game. But I'm saying, like, you know it's I wrong. feel like that just gets to, like, I've done everything perverted I can think of. What else can you I do? Think? I kind of do. I don't think so. I mean, it I seems no like idea. those people that are just really wanting to live on the edge on that. Like, in like the Mr. Hands video, like, that seems to me like somebody who's just like, I've done everything possible and nothing turns what me else on do anymore. You do? I've got to be as fucking weird as I can. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm just assuming that it took him a while to get to, hey, I meet these guys who like to have sex with this horse. Interesting. I mean, Interesting. there's got to be 
steps to that. You don't just leap right into that. I wouldn't think. Maybe you do. I, again, I don't. I don't. I'm not super educated. Right, but have you run out of crazy shit, or do you just wake up and you're like, Duh. I think people do. I think that's one of the weird things, like that I, I would think would be interesting about like how easy porn is to access now, mm-hmm. because it's so easy to access that you're so like. It doesn't mean any. It's n- it's not really anything anymore. So how much weirder do you get? Right. Because you're able to see yes. anything you want. So you you know like, I can imagine that you probably get a lot weirder. Yeah, because it's <laughs> more just exposure like you, you have. Get so blind. Like no, to that's like, boring. Oh, so she had ten guys. <laughs> Another gang bang. Who cares? Let's have twenty. <laughs> right. Uh, no, let's not. How about yeah. that? I just feel like that's kind of how that that goes. A lot of like. You just push the boundaries further and further. As long as you're looking for something outside of you to fix something, like you're going to end up just going as far as you can until somebody stops you. So I don't know. It's really people. We're fucked up. Our brains are way fucking complex and crazy. And so Homodeus, I'm going to talk about uh, this again. Okay. It's my book. Homodeus. Valentina and her fancy reading (laughs) all the time. Noah Harris is basically arguing that we evolved too fast. That no other species has evolved to like an apex predator situation as we did. Yeah. Because we were like tools and stuff and things and brains. Brains, brains, brains. Yeah. That every other species like gets to the top, fucking chills out about it. And like by the time we meet them, they're like, yeah, I'm a lion. I go get gazelles. When I'm hungry. What's your point? Right. Like, (laughs) not just because I can. (laughs) Yeah. But humans are like, oh, I got guns. I got. Bombs, I got stuff. I don't know what to do. I'm insecure about it. Is my dick big enough? Like, they're idiots about it. Yeah. So basically, like, just evolutionarily speaking, every other species has had like hundreds of thousands of years to adapt to being like the top predator. And we're just up there like fucking kids, like telling a teenager he's basically <laughs> like the coolest. Yeah. Which is exactly what happens, I think, every time in the last Five years we've had something really bad happen when a teenager's like i got this let me figure this let out. let me go shoot a bunch of people right? in my church let me yeah that'll work shit out uh no dumb dumb live mm. some life and then tell me everybody just chill you. right eat an edible take some mushrooms it's where they were born think about the electrons that are running around the atoms that make up this planet we're all the same people i mean really we really are because we're all created out of the same stuff and if i hurt you then i'm hurting me man (laughs) we just turned into cheech and sean (laughs) (laughs) and then i think (laughs) yeah no i agree we would never actually condone doing drugs, just so you know. We're just kidding. Uh, obviously. Yeah. We don't condone. Condone. <laughs> we don't condone Brigadoon, <laughs> the movie. And if you know Brigadoon, <laughs> then you're old and I love you. Mm. That was Gene exactly. Kelly at his not finest. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, people are fucked. Our brains are fucked up. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We're we way too immature to have the tools that we have. We don't know where our problems come from. No, it's all a mess. If anyone has you guys, any great any, ideas, that'd be super. I think the answer lies within us, but all of us. Whoa. Just, it's just too hard to get there. We're so distracted by all the Kardashians and <laughs> things happening. It's really hard to focus on what would fix us all and makes us whole people. We just want to. I don't want to think other about stuff. it. I don't want to think I'm about gonna it. I'm going to go shopping online. Amazon has everything. Right? I'm bye, just going to go to Soul Cycle and like eat an avocado toast and be fine. <laughs> don't make me think about As long about as things. I put it on Instagram. Because if exactly. it didn't, then it doesn't exist. Thinking is stupid. Um, so that's my happy tale for the week. The stainers, that's everybody. really uplifting. Thank you. You're very that. welcome. I can't believe I don't remember it from my life. I can't either because it was a huge story here in California. No. Especially Southern California because it's, you know, Central California is not that far from Orange County in LA, uh, especially. It is a world away. Not really. Uh, you can pretend that it was, but you grew up where? San I grew Reno? up a little white trash. I know. Okay. So I'm just saying, San Marino, I don't know where that is exactly. Oh, it's very fancy. Nobody in San Marino knows what's going on in Fresno. It, 
but this was Yosemite, dude. Everybody knew what was going on in Yosemite. It was Yosemite. It was a fucking national park. Everybody went there. Yeah, but like Yosemite, like people don't live there. Except for me. They visit there. We never went there. Yeah, but everybody heard this story is all I'm saying. Like this uh, was a big story. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, We never went to Yosemite because the one time we took the fucking van to go to Yosemite the engine caught on fire no, no. on the road and we all had to get out on the oh, side of the freeway and we kept hearing rattlesnakes everywhere because we were in the middle of the fucking desert and then we couldn't get the van fixed so we ended up in Levining which is a really boring town where there's wow. nothing to do and we were there for a couple of days and then we had to go to Bishop and we spent another yes. few days in Bishop. Bishop's great. Compared to Levining it they is have amazing. The, the mule thing. Right? Oh, the mule thing. I don't know. I don't I don't remember. remember. I just remember, hey, this is fucked up. We're supposed to be in Yosemite and we're mm. in Lee Vining living in a trailer because nobody can find the parts to fix our van. That's hot. And so we never tried to go to Yosemite again. It's hard being the Partridge family. It really is. Vacationing van style stuff. Yeah, don't do it everyone. From spending your birthday in the van. <laughs> Getting oh, band man. birthday presents. Band presents. No one wants band <laughs> presents, you to guys. Having, to having it light on fire. It's usually and and, and the best part, the part that my brothers and sisters always laugh about, is my dad ran back into the van to get his camera because he did not want oh. his camera to burn up. Mm. He'd gotten his children out. Next step, camera. As well, you do. Yeah. It's like all of us would run back in to get our phones. Oh, fuck my phone. Oh, I wouldn't have left without my right? phone. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Was, I guess at least he was concerned about getting us out of the van first, which was nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Did he get the animals out? We didn't have the animals oh, with us. Oh, okay. We, we, back in the day, people didn't travel with their animals. I know. We just left them in kennels or had people come watch them. It's crazy. So we put our dog in a kennel, and he was an escape artist. And the best story about him, I think I told this story before, was that he was in this kennel. He got out of his kennel. Hmm. Let out a bunch of other dogs. Oh, like they you. all ran away. Nice. And our dog walked back into the kennel and just <gasps> waited around. What a dick. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. Dick move. He's just an instigator. Just like his family. Peace out, bitches. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hang out here. Though. Exactly. Now I get to eat all That's your food. That's where dinner came from. <laughs> you guys are dumb. <laughs> yeah. So they did have a sign on his kennel door that said escape artist on it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And he was, because he used to break out of the backyard all the time and come to school. I mean, he why was not? a great dog. He wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see his kids. He missed us. That's adorable. It's adorable. He used to show up in our classrooms. That's fucking amazing. I know. He was a good dog. Yeah. I'm going to stamp that with just the best. Yeah. Approval. And f- that's a good note to end on because it was a horrible story followed by a good story. Yeah. Fucking dogs. Hashtag just the best. Oh, on that note, people, oh, no. we do not talk about oh, animal yeah. abuse. Yeah. I love that you guys are participating in our Facebook page, but please don't post animal stuff because I am a fragile. She pretends she's tough, but she's Shell not. of a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you post sad things about animals... I lie on the floor for like a day and I I don't have time for that. I have shows to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I have drinks to drink. And you're taking time out of my life to just have this embedded memory in my head for all of time. So, uh, yeah. So please, if you see something that is terrible about something happening to animals, we acknowledge that. We co-sign that. We think all of the things done to animals are fucking terrible. Uh, keep it to humans. I only want to see terrible humans. I though. have to actually restrain myself sometimes because I'll see some of those things. That I'm like, oh, I want to post it to just the worst yeah, page. And then I'm like, weird friends. I'm not allowed to do that. No. I do not have weird friends. I have lovely friends. No. I, yeah, but I don't get any of those posts. It's like, oh, look at this dog before and after. Like, I've hidden all of those. Yeah. Even if it ends, like, the dog fucking rules Canada. I don't care. <laughs> the fact that he was, like, dying in a gutter. That's going to Well, because, like, like I'll extrapolate from that that, therefore, there must be a million that's, other dogs. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> that didn't get saved, that don't a have this story, that percent. are still starving that's in the gutter. I will never watch Animal Cops. I cannot. Yeah. All, yeah. No. 
Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred more dogs that we didn't get to, and I don't need to be reminded of that. But I love you guys. So we do love you guys. I'm super excited. We do that want you to be a part of the group. Uh, which you can find at Just the Worst Pod. Well, you can find the show at Just the Worst Pod on um, Instagram and Facebook. On, Instagram. on Facebook, you can find the group on the show's page, which is the best group. Uh huh. And then you can follow us on Twitter at JGW Pod. And I swear, like I've sworn so many times before, no, cool. and then failed miserably. Do you post things on Twitter? Post shit on any of them. No. I will. We post at the Facebook group. And I we do apologize. Like follow up photos and yeah, memes. Yeah, and yeah, things. yeah. But like the actual show, I forget to post most of the time. That's what I forget to post. <laughs> well, how do you get it together? Yeah. Uh, on that note, everybody, sorry for the delay in the show getting out so late on Sunday night last Whoa. week. Yeah. Last week. Hopefully you got over it. <laughs> And uh, still- this week, though, we're right on time, back on schedule. Everything's good. <laughs> Have a wonderful <laughs> week or whatever, whenever you're listening to this. I love you. We hope Call- it's not your first episode. Call me. Bye.